Welcome, thanks for joining us. You're about to hear a message from our Wednesday night Solid Rock Youth Group service. Solid Rock is a ministry of Living Word Family Church, and if you'd like to know more, check us out on our website at www.livingwordfamily.org. Building the church. What Jesus talked about to Peter about building the church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. The church is a powerful force when we come together as a family, as a body of believers unified to do the work of the kingdom. So we talked about that last week. This week... This week, I want to talk about the fact that we are plan A. God has no plan B. There's no plan B for God. He's got a plan, and he's going to carry that plan out, okay? And I want you to turn to Matthew chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9. Hopefully, you brought your Bibles, maybe a notebook. Take some good notes. Matthew chapter 9. We're going to start tonight in verse 35. And uh, I want to carry over into, uh, into chapter 10 just a little bit. So start chapter 9, verse, starting in verse 35. You guys ready? Jesus traveled through all the towns and villages of that area, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. He said to his disciples, The harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray the Lord, pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest and ask him to send more workers into the fields. Jesus called his twelve disciples together and he gave them authority to cast out evil spirits and to heal every kind of disease and illness. So here's what's what's happening here. Jesus is going through these towns and villages. He's people are getting healed, people are getting set free, but he's seeing these massive crowds of people. And they are just, they are flocking to him. Why? They've heard about the things that he does, and they need that in their lives. They need healing. They need to be set free. They need to feel a touch from God. This is God's plan for the world. And Jesus was going about fulfilling that plan, okay? But what did Jesus do? Jesus carried on. Jesus knew that he was not going to be on this earth in physical form forever, okay? He knew that he would be ascending, that he would, there would be, he would have to give himself as a sacrifice, that he would ascend to heaven. And Jesus knew that his disciples would then pick up that mantle and carry forth this plan of God's to spread the kingdom throughout the world and to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with people all over the world. So we may have a backup plan for our lives. We may say, okay, this is what I plan to do with my life, but if that doesn't work out, plan B is this. You know, if this major in school doesn't work out, then I can always fall back on plan B. Or maybe you're really good at planning and you've got a plan C, a plan D, and you're ready to go no matter what happens, okay? God doesn't have a plan B. Why do you think that is? God doesn't have a plan B. We're going to talk about that in our small groups a little bit, so keep thinking about that a little. That's all right. All right go ahead. Why do you think God doesn't have a plan B? Yeah, very good. That's right. Plan A is set. If you have a plan B, that implies that there's a possibility that plan A will fail in your life. That's why we have a plan B. Hey, if this doesn't work, plan B is this. In football game, you say, here's how we're going to run it. But man, if that doesn't work, if they come at us hard in this area, we're going to plan B is this. You know, the only reason you have a plan B is in the case that plan A fails. Does God ever fail? Absolutely not. We fail. We fail all the time. We're just, we're only human. We're not perfect. God never fails. And it's awesome to know that we are God's plan A. 
So what happened though? We are God's plan A. In order to be a part of that plan, we need to open our eyes and see the need that is out there. When Jesus went out to these towns and villages, he went out to heal and to do the will of God. What did he see? He saw these people who were lost, who were hurting, who needed God in their lives, who needed a touch from the Savior. Jesus commands us to go and make disciples, not go through the motions. We need to come to church, not just to be here, not just to fill a seat, not just to do our weekly duty of coming to church on Sundays and Wednesdays, but we need to come being willing to not only be part of the church, part of the body of Christ, part of the family, and build that church, just like we talked about last week, but to be able to be willing to be used by God and see the need that is out there, just like we see in his passage that Jesus did. His eyes were open. God was leading him. He saw the need and had compassion on these people. This is what Jesus invites us to do. He invites us to see what he sees, to see lost people, hurting people, broken people, and we come together as the church to fill needs in their lives, to bring them to Jesus, to bring Jesus to them. Does that make sense? So you see how this works? As the church, as the body of Christ, we are building stones upon stones, like we talked about last week. And as we build the church, and as we see the needs of people out there, we can be taking this church, this living body of Christ, out to people who need Jesus. Right? I know you guys have only been in school a few weeks, three, what, three or four weeks maybe at this point. You probably see people already that need Jesus, don't you, Zoom? See people at school who you know just by the way they talk, by the way they act. Man, these people need, not that you're judging them or anything necessarily, but you can just tell by their lifestyle that they do not have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Or if they do, they're only going through the motions too because it's not changing their life. Does that make sense? So as you go, allow God to open your eyes to see the need that's out there. Maybe there's somebody that's hurting that's sitting right next to you in class or at work or what have you, and God wants to open your eyes to see that need so that you can bring Jesus into their life. Does that make sense? So that you can bring a touch of God into their life. So we need to be able to have our eyes open and to see the need. So that's point number one, see the need. If you're taking notes, mental notes. Uh, point number two, we are God's plan A for this world. He has no plan B. Again, like I said, plan B would infer, uh, would imply that plan A might fail. God never fails. Yes, Mike. Ephesians 2.10. Ephesians 2.10. I'm going to read from the message version. Ephesians 2.10. He creates each of us by Christ Jesus to join him in the work that he does. The good work that he has gotten ready for us to do. Work we had better be doing. So as believers, as children of God, when we accept the free gift of salvation, when we are invited into the family of God, we are saved, sanctified, set free, walking out our salvation every day, in a relationship with Jesus Christ, we are God's plan A. Pretty crazy, right, to think about that, that you are part of God's plan A to bring Jesus Christ's salvation into the world. Isn't that pretty incredible? So Jesus sent out these disciples two by two. That continuation of plan A is us. That's us. We are plan A. There is no plan B. We are it. We are that front line. We are the ones that are crashing those gates of hell, that are bringing Jesus into people's lives. And there are many ways to do that. We've talked about this many, many times. There are many ways to do that. Maybe it starts by praying for somebody. Maybe it starts by praying for them, you know, uh, on your own or praying for them directly, saying, hey, is something bothering you? Is there anything I can, you know, is there anything you want to talk about? Can I pray 
pray with you about anything. You know, and maybe they open up, maybe they don't, but that's a start, right? That plants a seed that begins to, to bring Jesus into their situation, okay? Because you are Jesus in their situation. When we have a relationship with Jesus Christ, wherever we go, we're bringing Jesus with us. And that includes into the lives of our friends and our family members, okay? So God has set forth work for us to do, and we better get to doing it. So we don't want to make excuses. Don't make excuses about, oh, you know, I'll pray for God to send somebody into their lives, right? That might be okay if it's somebody that's way outside of your, of your zone in another state, a friend that you know, a friend of a friend, something like that. Because I've done that. I've prayed that prayer. Father, will you send laborers across their path to minister to them, to pray with them, to be a blessing to them, to encourage them? I've prayed that prayer before because it's somebody that I, wasn't, I, I, hadn't, I don't have the opportunity to be around. But if it's somebody that's in your sphere of influence, don't pray for somebody else. You're in their sphere of influence. You're the one that God has sent. You're plan A, right? So don't make excuses. Make disciples. Don't make excuses. Make disciples because we are God's plan A. When we share our faith and when we show ourselves to be humble and faithful, people will come to us. People will come to us. They might ask questions. They might say, hey, I've noticed that you pray over your, you know, your meal before lunch. What's the deal with that? Or I've noticed that you you know, carry your Bible around school or have it in your backpack. Or I've noticed that you go to church. I've noticed by the way that you talk that you're different. What's the deal with that? What's going on with that? This is how we make an impact to people around us. It's these little things, these little changes as we carry Jesus everywhere we go. So that's point two. We are God's plan A for the world. Point number three, do not do it alone. This goes back to what we talked about last week. God builds his church stone upon stone to form a very powerful, unified body, a very powerful, unified structure. We are the church. We are God's plan A, and we will force down the walls and the gates of hell. We will take it captive. And that is exciting. But we can't do it alone. We do it together. Now, I want you to notice how Jesus... Because remember in uh, chapter 10, said Jesus called his 12 disciples together and gave them authority to cast out evil spirits and to heal every kind of illness. So then he goes on to list the disciples. And then we see how Jesus sends them out two by two. He sends them out in a group. He expects them to work together, to come together, to fight together, to pray together, to grow together, to plant churches together. Like this is something that we, you're not just going to go out on your own and be able to accomplish nearly as much as if you, if you rely on the body of Christ, is if you rely on each other, if we have each other's backs, right? You're going to be able to do so much more when we go in it together. We are never intended to do this by ourselves, never intended to go it alone. We are always meant to do this together as a family. And as a youth group, as a church, we are a family, right? So Dylan, I've got your back, and I hope you've got mine right? So if I come across somebody at the high school, well, hold on, buddy. Can we hold that just to the end of the service real quick? Because I want to, and in fact, you can probably hold it to your small group. That would be a great spot to do it at the end of your small group. Um, but Dylan, if there's somebody I know at the high school that needs something, I might have a connection with them, but you might have a connection with them. I'll say, hey, man, I, I got a friend, Dylan. He's one of my students at church. Do you know him? Do you know who I'm talking about? kid might say yeah I said hey talk to him about it 
we're going to pray. We're going to pray together with you. Or we're going to pray for you. Or, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like we're we're tag teaming it. We're coming at this together. We're coming at this together. Riley was kind of interesting. I was working concessions at Logan's baseball game a week or so ago, and there's a kid named Joey. You know Joey? Shorter kid, like Enda. He's going to be a final volunteer firefighter or something like that. Okay. Do you know Joey? He said he had a couple classes with you. He thought I was your dad. <laughs> I corrected him. I said no, but. No, <laughs> I said no, but he's one of my students. Uh, so Joey and I got to talking about it. So right there, there's a connection. You and I are tag teamed. So now, here's what I want. I want you inviting Joey to church, because I invited him to church. You come at him, invite him to church. Come on. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. But do you see how this works? We come together, we tag team, we, 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 we work on these things together, we pray about things together, we come together as a body of believers as a family and we tackle these things together we're not meant to go it alone we are not meant to go it alone peter needed andrew james needed john philip needed bartholomew thomas needed matthew and so on and so forth and we see even paul paul needed people confidants that he could he would travel with that he was doing the ministry with he was planting churches with even paul who wrote the majority of the new testament needed people with him we're not meant to go in this battle alone to go in this fight alone all right. So with that being said, I'm going to break down into small groups and we're going to talk some of this stuff out a little bit. All right. And I want you guys to make sure you make sure every group is wrapped up and back to the chairs since we're actually doing a decent job. We've got a full 15 minutes. So make sure you're prayed up in your groups and wrapped up back in the chairs by quarter till. And uh, so we can worship together. And does everybody know where their small groups?